Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all wages. It is Thursday night, which is a day late, but it's Wednesday night, it's supposed to be. And it's time for some reckless speculation. First of all, I'm going to let y'all know that the, the Michigan stuff's got to go. So it's ridiculous speculation, and it is, as we always start, three of the forecast minute members. And I would just like to start this show by going, what happened to the Michigan Wolverines? Hey, I hope the Michigan guys are watching. Um, I'm the only one that went 2-0 and on the uh, semifinals. So, yeah, what I expected, Georgia's going to do their thing and Alabama does their thing. Uh, they, they are on the air currently on River City Media. So if you're over there watching them and switching over here, eh, okay. Let's make welcome Robbie Davis. Got a lot to get through, Robbie. But it's been a it's been a good week of bowls and a uh, month of bowls in college football. And man, we're in the grind for the NFL season now. Oh yeah, I mean, it, I enjoyed bowl season. I didn't do too well on the pick'em part of it. Um, I thought there were a lot of bowls. I mean, just it was just nice for the holidays to have entertainment, have games to watch, and um, if gambling is your thing, to gamble on them a little bit. Um, it's definitely my thing, and so I did such. Um, won some, lost some, uh, and then, but yeah, no, and uh, but overall, I mean, I think it was a. Uh, Pretty good bowl season. I don't like though when they have the semifinals before the the New Year's games. I just it's just it just discredits them some, and it's just like ah, uh, they're on TV, but it's hard to get excited about them. At, at some point, um, Kansas State and LSU played like a week after the the semifinals, and it was just pointless. I had no idea that game was happening. Zero until somebody texted me, like, who are you taking? I was like, I honestly thought they were talking about basketball. I had no idea that game was going to go on. Yeah, I, I had no clue either. It was uh, That's just ridiculous how far away that was from everything else. So Nobody's paying attention did, at that point. Did it get postponed, or was that how it was actually scheduled? That was how it was scheduled. Yeah. That's Let's stupid. welcome in from Moeller in Middle Tennessee State, just across – the East Tennessee Central State Line. Do you got much snow, BJ? Yeah, we got about six, seven inches. It's uh, it's crazy. Uh, it just it started about five a.m. this morning and it stopped about three. So, a lot of snow. Had had a little fun out in the snow with my daughter. She was out of school, obviously. So, it's good times. My front yard looks like the Mojave Desert. You got any Robbie on the <laughs> other side of town? No, we don't have any. Uh, so we got some rain, maybe a little uh, cold, cold. I mean, we may freeze overnight, but no snow at all. All right. Well, we had hoped to have uh, Raj here to discuss the baseball topic. So we'll go ahead. We're going to move to the second topic. Jim Harbaugh, the Bears, the Raiders. What's going on there? Did Here's my take, and we'll go from there. Jim Harbaugh could leave Michigan on a high note right now. Made the playoffs, won the Big Ten, beat Ohio State. 
unless he wins a national championship, his stock will never get higher at Michigan. So, you know, he's made some public state. I think I think some of his people have kind of made some statements about the Raiders, been some rumors about the Bears. Does he get out on top? Robbie Davis, we'll start there. So there's the obvious answer to the question of like, I mean, where is it all? I mean, what's the motive to follow the money? So he could be playing this for a substantial raise at Michigan. He just saw what other people just got. Um, Michigan State coach, uh, uh, Kelly at Notre Dame, Riley at USC. He could say, hey, I'm going to go to the pros unless you pay me very well. But he doesn't come off of me as that kind of guy. I tend to agree with you that I think he just hit a ceiling at Michigan uh, I think Ohio State's a much better program overall and long term. And I think he's going to struggle to win one of these every four or five years. And so if he wants to go, and I think he does want to go because I don't think it's very fun coaching college football because now you have recruiting high school. You have the transfer portal. You have to recruit your own team every week. Like you have to keep everyone together. And he just seems more of a football coach more than like a personality person. And you look at University of San Diego left at the top, Stanford left at the top, San Francisco left at the top. But he never won a championship at any of those places. He just left on a high note. So, yes, I do see him leaving. And if he's going to leave, because if he comes back and loses to Ohio State next year, which he probably will, then – it's this climb again. And so I would be more shocked. Let's say if the Bears open and the Raiders are going to be open, Jacksonville's going to be open. Who knows what the New York teams are open. Man, Chicago with Justin Fields seems like he could do a lot what he did with Colin Kaepernick and the 49ers. If, if Chicago's open, I'd be more surprised if Harbaugh's at Michigan than I would be if he's at the Bears. All right, the one question I have, if it's about money, though, doesn't the financial sense make more sense at Vegas? All the tax breaks, Mark Davis will overpay, or do you think it's Chicago? Because I I guess I walked into this conversation assuming Vegas would be the number one destination. You say Vegas has to overpay? They may be on the hook for $100 million to Gruden. I I know NFL, I know it's just money, money, money. But I don't care who you are, $100 million is a lot of money. Um, I don't know if – in the, in, the, in the contrary to that, the Bears owners have – everyone has money. Like, like it's not like uh, Ohio State versus Cincinnati. All the NFL teams have money. They all do. All right, Brandon, yeah. as an Ohio State guy – the first question I'd ask you, are you sad to see him go or are you excited for prospects of him going? Um, I mean, I hate everything about them and him, so I don't care one way or another. But as far as coaching-wise, I think he, like Robbie said, his personality is more of a football coach than, you know, kind of a recruiter just from what you see on in the media. Uh, you know – 
this is his ceiling. I don't see him, you know, making that climb again. Like Robbie said, look at his previous records. If he gets a setback by losing to Ohio State, not winning the Big Ten championship next year, I mean, he starts back at square one all over again. I mean, Michigan has a very uh, short-term memory, you know, and it's they're going to forget everything that he did this season if he loses next year. So that that's a tough place to be in. I mean, he's he's lost, you know, for nine years straight to them. Um, I think he goes – I mean, if he leaves and he goes to the NFL – He's got to be the top candidate, right? I don't see anyone else out there that would that would surpass him. So he and there's quite a few good jobs open. You know, Bears. I'm leaning there because I mean they drafted him in '87, like number 26 overall. Um, he's got good ties there. It's a great program, like Robbie said. There, there's no shortage of funds there. Um, Vegas. You know, you can see that he was a QB coach there for a while. So he's got ties there. So I think that's why everyone's speculating those two places. Plus they're, you know, interim coach at Vegas and Nagy, there's no way in hell he's going to be the coach of the Bears next year. Um, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I was going to say, and we talk about the ceiling of Harbaugh in Michigan. It's one thing to catch, like the, the talent that Michigan brings in. It's one thing to catch an Ohio State on a cold, snowy day, and they can slow them down. And, yeah, they'll win one every eight, nine years. You go to a dome or warm weather and you pair against SEC school, they don't have that talent. They just – Ohio State can get it. Mm-hmm. Michigan doesn't. And and that's the difference between in-state recruiting. That's the difference between a brand and a tradition. As much as we like Michigan, or not like Michigan, as much as we respect Michigan's brand, they're like Tennessee. They haven't been good in a really, really long time. And so they're just a program, and it's a rivalry. Well, and he's been a part of that for, what, the last 10 years. So, yeah, I mean, it's time for a change, and I can see him riding out on a high note saying, hey, you know, I did. Absolutely. I did well there, and I you know, I checked all the boxes, and now – And um, he was a really, really successful NFL coach. This isn't like going into something he, he doesn't know. No, he's never had a losing record in the NFL. He's been over yeah. 500 every year. So, I think he, he's a better NFL coach than he is a college coach. You know, yeah. maybe it's the personality or, or sitting in a room with a kid. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just know you look at the guy, and, you know, I wouldn't <laughs> – Go there with them, but well, well, the same like the same reason like Mike Tomlin laughed at like you think I'm gonna go coach college like no like I think Harbaugh is the same way like I came to my own water I wanted to win I won the Big Ten championship I got you guys back to someone can take over now relevance yeah y'all yeah y'all lead the rest of the way if you can but I'm gone I just it just doesn't seem as as good of a life as an NFL coach. Yeah, I mean, I think he stuck with it, um, and I commend him for that. He stuck with it to try and not go out with with that losing. And they haven't really been terrible in the Big Ten or anything. And they've been good. It's just they couldn't beat Ohio State. 
And if you're a Michigan coach, that's your number one job. Yeah. Um, well, and they have a losing so, record against Michigan State, but who, I mean, right. it, Ohio State's the the standard. Right. Right. So, I, yeah, I don't. If he doesn't take it now, I don't see. I don't see him making it back. Odds, Robbie Davis, that he leaves better than 50-50? Yeah, I I think it's assuming he's offered. If he's offered the Bears, I think 70-30, Raiders 65-35. Um, one of these dysfunctional franchises, maybe 50-50. But I think he's done. I think he said, I've, I won the Big Ten. I'm out. I just think he fits well in Chicago. I mean. I do too. I really do. Like you said, with Fields, I mean, he's been a quarterback coach his whole life. He knows quarterbacks. He coached, you know, Luck at Stanford. It's just – it's a perfect scenario to come in. The only downside, they don't have a first-round draft pick. Because they traded away for Fields, but um, again, they're they're a younger team. I think they've got a lot to build on there. So, uh, and, and he, here's what I guess because the news about the Raiders are relatively new today, but I just read an article from the Athletic that just basically said, you know, he gets back to the West Coast. Mark Davis is willing to unload. A lot of money on him. Uh, you could be a hero in Vegas, but again, I hadn't thought about him playing for the Bears. I I do not think he stays. Is there a possibility that he could go to another college football team? No, no. chance. None. No. Well, no. I don't think so at all. Um, well, one congratulations to the Athletic on their getting purchased by the New York Times for. What was it five hundred fifty million dollars? Congrats to those guys. Yeah, uh, uh, a year, two years ago, the athletic was a startup too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was huge. Um, no, I mean, so I don't like if I'm Oakland. Sorry, if I'm Vegas, um, I just fired a coach and pay maybe having to pay him a hundred million dollars. The interim is taking me to the brink of the playoffs. Why am I? Why am I not signing that guy to be the head coach? I don't. I don't. I don't get why Oakland would be open. Honestly, well, that, especially if they win. Look at yeah. Like if they make it into the playoffs, a, a guy with all the adversity they had faced this year, and they yeah. pieced it together and make it into the playoffs with an interim coach. I mean, you, had you can get that guy. Receiver. Yeah, you can get that guy for you know three, four million a year and be done. Yeah, I, 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 I agree, Brandon. I don't think Oakland's going to be open. I don't. All right, guys. Well, Rod didn't join us in the first twenty minutes, so we're going to go ahead, even though he's kind of our baseball expert. Let's go back and uh, talk about the baseball lockout and what I see as can be a tragedy to the Major League Baseball. I'm going to give you some things that I believe, and then we'll go through it. I believe we will miss part games. I don't believe we'll miss regular season games, but I definitely think spring training will be abbreviated and start very late. I believe we're going to have a round 
uh, once this gets settled, a round of free agent signings that's that's going to involve uh, of one Freddie Freeman leaving the Braves. Uh, baseball is set up to take a lot of black eyes, in my opinion. A work stoppage at any point. While not in the regular season, I see as a major, major public black eye for baseball. Bobby, you're the attorney here. You got to negotiate longer than seven minutes to get a settlement to start with. Well, you got to come to the table in good faith. Um, and na- neither side of those did that. Um, from what I'm looking at, um, doing a little research before this topic was was you know thrown out there. Looks like our, the arbitration system. So if you dis you know disagree in a contract, you're going to go to arbit. For those who don't know, arbitration is essentially a uh, mini trial with uh, loose evidence rules, and there's an arbitrator, and they make a decision, and that's binding. Um, and so. They, I guess the players want to get that out of there and kind of get uh, to more of kind of a – what would be a jury kind of hearing about what normal people would think. I, I believe that's what it is. I could be wrong. And the other issue is revenue sharing. And so I'm, they want to get more to the NBA model where the players, I think, share – they get 50, maybe 51% of the revenue. The, the NBA is really high on revenue sharing. Um and so those are the two big issues. Obviously, the owners don't want to give any more revenue sharing. And and then so it's going to be, if they're not coming to the negotiation table in good faith now, um, it's not a good sign. And then what, and, and we're going to get into this a little bit later, is um, the United States Football League, the USFL, they're launching in the spring. This is a horrible time for baseball to not be playing in the spring. If you go, if you let the American public go from football to March Madness, back to football, spring football, and then a new pro league, if you get them in the habit, it's going to be tough to come back. I don't know. We'll talk about- do we have the United States Football League this year? As I understand, the XFL is coming back next year with Dwayne Johnson yeah. and his wife, Danny Garcia, ex-wife, Danny Garcia. So there's many, many options coming to the spring. Please go ahead, Robbie. Oh, Oliver, I'll pass it to Brandon. Brandon? Yeah, so uh, with this whole lockout thing, um, I mean, you, you've you got – the owners are all playing – essentially big boy money ball. I mean, they're trying to expand the playoffs, cut down the games, which they'll get more revenue share there. Um, And I think the biggest complaint from the players union is holding back the minors uh, and not letting them come up and, and get paid as early as possible, which saves, you know, some cash there. So it's just a whole debacle. Uh, I mean, only baseball could screw up baseball, right? Well, and I will say this. Uh, some some friends of mine, if you all remember back in 2020, early, uh, maybe August, September, 
maybe or July, July, June, whatever. Um, the only game in town was NASCAR. They were the only sport playing. And it was just, well, there's nothing else on, so we'll just watch that. The USFL has a great chance to get that. And if baseball loses that, that window, like it, it, for a time when so many sports are overlapping, we've been a year and a half of constant sports. If you let your fan base go, there's so much more to latch on to. Well, and timing is everything. Yeah. So, for example, I mean, in a small sample size, you look at, like you said, uh, the Rose Bowl, for instance, viewership versus the college playoff games. The Rose Rose Bowl was like 16.6 versus 16.5, 16.3. And that wasn't because it was that a bigger game. It was the timing of it. I mean, so, I mean, that's, that's a huge issue they got to deal with too. And if they hold off till, you know, March and push the, I think they could potentially push the season back a, a week or two as well. Well, and then like a three-week spring training and then a push the season back. I mean, Manford, he doesn't care about the players or what's going on. So, I don't know. Raj, he's coming in. Raj, are you able to hear us? I can hear you, but I'm pretty glad you guys can't see me because I feel and look like, you know what, but um, I, I – I can't see myself, which is usually a good thing also, but I was listening. Camera pushed. I at the bottom it says Cam and Mike. Yeah, I I realize that. Thank you. Um, Okay. I do have a different setup today though. And I also uh, use Zoom. (laughs) Well done. Uh, truth be told, I uh don't feel awesome and this rarely happens and uh i'm highly medicated so say la vie but i cannot like uh see myself but i heard the conversation and it was well researched and well done i think chain's absolutely right nobody needs to see me by the way um i could be mysterio baseball has changed and it's a pitcher's speed and a defensive game and no longer, I know the headlines reveal that Max Scherzer somehow, even though he had a dead arm when the Dodgers needed him the most, gets $43 million a year. Uh, but most of baseball is young players that are unlikely to reach their veteran minimum, if you will, or whatnot. And, yeah, the game has changed extensively, and the owners refuse to recognize as much. And – Believe it or not, baseball is making money, and and, and it's just out of volume in 162 games, but it's certainly not TV revenue. But one of the reasons why is because they don't play, or or rather pay the average player very much. Shane's absolutely right. Now, I'm going to leave and try to figure out this phone thing and hope my NyQuil doesn't kick in any further. But, uh, no, excellent conversation. Please. Well, 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 Rogers. I didn't. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't realize the symptom of COVID was not being able to work electronics. Hey, <laughs> I actually tested just now because I felt like you know what, and I rarely get sick, but I was negative, fortunately. And I'm drinking water. This is a, uh, it's a new one for me as well. But Randall, COVID please. Does make you. 
that covet does make you dumb, though. For her, so everything maybe that's makes you dumb. Once you hit forty-five, everything makes you dumb. <laughs> the one thing that Major League Baseball had done to itself over the last two or three years is it had circumvented its own rules. Players like Juan Soto, Ozzy Osby, Albies, Ronald Acuna, Acuna had avoided arbitration completely by signing these mega contracts that really wasn't mega contracts. Acuna mm-hmm. signed, a, a, I believe it was a 10-year, $120 million contract to avoid the whole process. Albies signed a, a $70 million contract. Basically, a Soto did the same. They are one contract from full free agency that totally makes the arbitration system uh, inept. Do you think that these guys, I think Ronald Lacuna, Juan Soto left millions of dollars on the table by doing this. Uh, if you let Acuna get to the open market, his contract actually let delays him getting to the open market by three years. Absolutely. No, $12 million. It's $12 million over seven, three years is $36 million. That's perfectly if he got said. The open market, Ronald Acuna would bring $40 million in a year. And that's perfectly said, and that's part of their, the issue. It's not just minor league players that are getting underpaid. It, it's, I, I hate to use this word because it's ugly, but it's borderline extortion of the Latin American, you know, athlete that goes to an academy at 15, gets paid nothing, and Major League Baseball knows that just the opportunity is something that anybody would dream of, let alone somebody, you know, from a, a disenfranchised, disadvantaged country. And um, they absolutely take full-blown advantage. And to the players, you can credit, they're not making that a, a focus, an issue. Perhaps that's just my California liberal self, but that's really what I believe. And uh, I, it, it, it upsets me, right? Like, uh, I know we all like to think that owners are big and bad, but in, in this case... They really are. You know, what percentage of the league now is mixed race? Let me put it that way. And not uh, individually, but I'm saying uh, as a populace. It's it's a different game now. And the CBA and the Players Union, they just want that to be recognized. Robbie, to that question, does the fact that the majority of Major League Baseball is this Latin influx that's underpaid, and also also an Asian influx, the Asian contract works different. Uh, a lot of these guys that come over, even Ichiru, they come over, it's not Ichiru that makes money off his first contract. It is his parent club back in Japan that sells his right to Major League Baseball that makes the majority of his money. Is it hypocritical that Major League Baseball can do this? Well, so, and I rarely, rarely take the billionaire side. Um, But this is one where I don't say I take their side, but I'm not sure why they're negotiating. I would do exactly what the NFL does and say, 
hey, we own the teams. We have the TV contract. You don't want to play. We'll get more people in that want to play. I mean, the Major League Baseball, NBA, they have guaranteed contracts. The NFL will rip up a contract in front of your face and say, see you later. That's nothing. And so for them to be like, oh, we'll lock them out. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I know what what it does hurt for the owners is the minor league system and this. But it's like, hey, if you want to play baseball, this is your this is your stage. It's like Broadway. This is your stage, man. If you want to get up here and play, then this is how you have to do it. And it sucks. Uh, but it, just from a negotiation table, yeah. If I'm the owners, I'm I'm not backing down. This is a toy for me. Jane, let me ask you two questions. One, does it get disheartening for you to hear of minor league players that are playing for less than three thousand or four thousand dollars a month? And also, at the same time, Robbie brought up NBA. One of my stigmatisms with the NBA is a very average player can make $20 million a year. Yeah. Those two facts bother me on both sides of it. The NBA players control the NBA. It's not the other way around. That's the biggest difference here. Here, there's a stronghold with the owners. Um, They have the TV contracts, like Robbie said. So that you it's apples to oranges at this point you can't really compare the two um so yeah the players you can be you know a seventh or eighth man and and make 20 million dollars a year no problem um yeah i mean should the they be getting paid more 100 percent, but at the same time it's kind of a catch-22 it's it's a kid with an opportunity to to make something and have a chance at the the big leagues. So he'll take whatever he can get. I mean, he was already playing for free to get there. So you guaranteed play for free again. Um, so you got to look at the psychology of the whole thing as well with, with these kids. And I think, you know, that's getting a little bit manipulated by the owners for sure. Um, I think, you know, they're definitely wanting to expand playoffs because they get bigger TV contracts. You know, no one's watching a game at one o'clock on a Tuesday. They're going to watch a playoff game instead. So cutting those out again, well, I mean, it's hard to, to argue with that side of it. So go ahead, Rob. Well, I was going to say the big picture of it is baseball makes their money off the gate where the NBA and the NFL is making their money off of TV. It, you don't have to be a marketing genius to know which way this is going. If you're making money off of people coming to an event versus people watching it on television, baseball's going in the wrong direction. Um, and so they may lock them out to try to get more of the gate revenue because that's all they're going to have. And yeah, like, like Brand said, if you're playing playoff games on Tuesday at one o'clock Eastern, which is 10 a.m. on the West Coast, what are what literally what are you doing? Literally, what are you doing? Yeah, we've had that conversation the whole time with baseball yeah. and their scheduling. Like it's been terrible. So the Atlanta Braves win the World Series with a mid-level payroll. 
the worst TV contract in Major League Baseball. For you, for those that don't know the history of the Braves contract, Ted Turner on the way out door out the door signed a twenty year contract with Comcast Sports South to, to broadcast the Braves games. That's the reason the Braves disappeared from TBS and now is on Comcast Sports South with less res- revenue than the Kansas City Royals. Too. Which we don't even get in Chattanooga on YouTube TV. It's ridiculous. Yes. Yes. So, with all that being said, if baseball goes on strike on a level of 1 to 10, how much does it affect Robbie Davis's life? Uh, how about my life? Um I'm not saying it's the nail in the coffin, but it's pretty bad. I'd say um, for a for a care meter for baseball if they come back. Um, if I'm at a four now, I'm at a one point five or a two. Interesting. Brandon, I'll ask you the same question. Depends on the length for me. Like, are you talking couple months, full season, half season? We affect the opening of baseball season, so it is delayed by at least weeks. Doesn't bother me. I mean, I know opening day is a big deal, and a lot of people take off work and sit at home and, you know, watch baseball all week and weekend. Um, I've never been that guy. I've got a lot of friends that are, but so usually, you know, couple weeks into it, I don't really even start paying attention just because they play so many games. Yeah. Um, and I agree with that if it's weeks, yeah, I don't care if it gets down to summer and there's nothing going on, then I'll start to get annoyed and be like, okay. Yeah. If it's like June, Yeah, I'm like, it, we gotta yeah, find something to watch. It's like yeah, if it's, if it's just, I mean, because for me, baseball starts the championship game of uh, the NCAA tournament, so I'm much more concerned about that than baseball. Or it starts around but, there, so I, I don't. I'm not. I'm, I'm with you, Brent. I'm not an opening day guy. Like whatever. Yeah, but to your point, though, you know, if it's if it's June before they kick off, and now you got you know the USFL and these other things that you're starting to latch on to, especially the novelty yeah. of it being new. Uh, I mean, well, you're going to NBA finals in June and then you got yeah, then, then I mean, the NFL cranking up college football. You're going to be like baseball. I uh, still on lockdown. Who cares? Like, yeah, it's just going to be quitting. No, I'm saying it's just going to fade away. It's already been kind of fading away to some people and their market. Um, in my opinion, I've always been a baseball fan and kind of been back and forth as far as watching as much as usual. But, uh, yeah, it's just bad timing right now. I, I think a lot of diehard baseball fans would be in my shoes. I am super excited for baseball over the first 30 days. Kind of go into cruise mode until the all-star break. Jump back in at the all-star break. But truly, it is the first month of the season and the last month of the season that I watch baseball for. So if it makes it there, if, if you start affecting 
one one thing I do give baseball credit for, they learned a lesson from 94. I don't think there's any way possible that they'll affect the World Series. But besides all the sports that you just named, to me, the one sport that stands to get the biggest boom off of baseball not playing is NASCAR which has been very overlooked the last few years. You would get a period of time after, after, after March Madness where NASCAR might be the, one of the primary sports going. Robbie, could NASCAR come to life again? Well, first of all, it starts the week after the Super Bowl for the Daytona 500. Um, and then it gets kind of overshadowed by March Madness. Um, yeah, I, well, I mean, I've been an adapter this last decade, I guess, is now it's been. Um, I think if you start watching it and gambling on it, you'll really get an appreciation for it. Um, but, you yeah, know, I think it has a lot to gain. I think it's a, a great – and it's one of those – they've also pivoted from a gate sport to a television sport. It's much, there's, you look at the, even the stands, there's not many people in the stands anymore – but the ratings are still pretty consistent, um, not where they want to be. They obviously have controversy, they have regional issues, they have racial issues, they have all kind of demographical issues. But um, with Michael Jordan owning a team, Bubba Wallace driving for him, maybe they can get a little bit more diversity into the thing. And it's all, I wish I would have grown up uh, doing go-karts and, and racing. I, I think it's fascinating now. Um, and so – yeah, they have a chance. It, it can't hurt them to not have baseball playing, especially in the dog days of summer when there's nothing to watch. And we're just trying to do something to entertain ourselves and to gamble on. Well, well I, said, I don't have a gambling problem, by the way. It just, just throws out there every sentence. I'll throw that out there, too. You should put it up. Robbie Davis, I do not have a gambling problem. <laughs> Rod, while you were going, I asked these guys a question. And I feel like you and I are kind of the baseball guys. Here. And you are mute. And um, God, what does I thought I could handle Nyquil. Delay of several weeks to the beginning of the season do for you with Major League Baseball? You know, first of all, I hate to blow up any of my cohorts, except for their host, who's by far the best part of this podcast. But. Uh, it's ironic that we just came from baseball and talking about how owners are greedy and Rob brings up uh, Michael Jordan and uh, minority owners in racing and how that's supposed to have an impact. Uh, sort of feels like we're switching sides back to baseball. Um, you know, I, I've always contended that each division once the, especially when the divisions were realigned should have one less series. Uh, with their own division. 162 is too many games. You take out one division, most divisions are, are, are four teams times three. That's at least 12 games less. Uh, that's one home game, one home series versus a win. That's 24 games less. I think that's fair. Point being, you know, baseball fans are baseball fans. I don't think it's going to matter that much either way. But I do believe we need a full season at this point. Uh, but yeah, but 
Rob left before I got to blow him up. Uh, suddenly, he's our owner. He's our owner. Then he's our owner. Friendly flopper. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, he went to law school in San Diego. Even though he's that, I'm teasing. No, you're uh, not. Uh, now, weren't they no, talking about ahead, cutting it? Weren't they talking about cutting uh, with the playoff expansion, cutting to like 154 games a year or something? It was um, 154 games for a long period of time. It was 141 or two games game. for yeah, a long period. 41, I think. 41 for a long yeah. period of time. Matter of fact, Babe Ruth's 60 game or 60 home run season was in a in a in a 20 game shorter season than Roger Maris. If you've ever watched the uh, movie 61. And I know you were 21 at the time, Randall, but there were about 15 less teams then. Uh, but no, man, I no, I, I agree entirely. It, it's a product of greedy. Again, baseball makes money based upon what we discussed earlier because they, on the average, on the whole, don't pay their players very much. Yeah, but let me ask you guys a question here. So if there is a lockout and it does get pushed back, isn't the start of the season still the start of the season? Aren't you still going to be just as excited for those 30-plus days that you watch it versus, you know, I get it's a different month, but aren't you still going to be just as excited to see baseball back? Do you feel the same well, when football doesn't start in on September 1st but starts on December 1st? That's how I, mean, I feel about baseball. Oh yeah, no! I, I think it's a whole different animal. I, I think baseball. Of course, one would, but that's how I feel about baseball. Sure. Oh I yeah. Was this, this is an opinion show, so you have yours, we have ours. It's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's about reckless speculation, which is what so, you are. But no, if you if you say it, no, baseball is going to start July one versus April one. Well, oh no, I'm I'm all. I'm into focusing on football, and then the, the season may as well not not just pass it to the next year, hmm. because there's no sense in focusing on it because you're going to get what thirty games in until it's football season. No, that's but based upon the presumption that what if football no. was in the summer? Based well, no, upon like NFL, Randall's question NFL, about the USFL, which is a brilliant if, question. If the NFL says it's we're starting seasonal. on April one, and then yeah, on April that. one's the start of football season. We're all in on that. Like that's just it, it's it's seasonal, but to the I to the true fan, I mean, you got to look at like yeah, seasonal. But if if football, if I know it's coming back like day one, I'm still going to be just as excited. Yeah, I'm going to be disappointed, but again, you know, you're dealing with all kinds of. Stuff happened around. I mean, look what COVID did to everything. That's why well, NASCAR like the, jumped into the door hey, of a TV yeah, sport. It's like now, the Masters man. being played in November. We were still no. all happy about the Masters being played in we November. Were, exactly. You're wrong because yeah. you guys weren't born, but Randall posed a brilliant question about the USFL. That was a greedy entrepreneurial attempt to fill the summer void, and they attempted to take on baseball. And there were brilliant players there, including Tennessee's greatest player and perhaps the greatest player in NFL history, Reggie White. Um, I actually have been to USFL games. Uh, Steve Young and the LA Express, Herschel Walker, who's the only Republican, never mind. Uh, 
No, the, the USFL being was, is, is was very successful until one idiot sued the NFL. It wasn't that successful. You weren't even born, It was. You weren't even born. It was 83 to 86. I wasn't born when Rome was an empire, but I know they were successful until they weren't. You don't Based have upon, to be there. But before, do you believe personal experience or text? That's uh, a difference. I'm going to. Well, that's a good question. You know as well as I do, and I witnesses no, the worst a good course of evidence. I know I'm right. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw one thought to you, and then we're gonna move on. Okay. Football. This is how dangerously close football is to filling my calendar. You think now, you guys aren't in the high school realm where I live and broadcast. My high school football season starts. Around August the 1st. The NFL Super Bowl is in February. I almost become, I almost become, I don't want to watch sports for a little while. Once I finish the drag of football season. So that time from February to the start of baseball has been almost a month and a half refresher for me. If you give me football... And I tried it last year. I was falling in love with the XFL. I might have been the only guy, but I was falling in love with XFL. If you give me football at the right time, I skip basketball. I skip baseball. I, my my sold sportsmanship lives on football and college basketball. And we're Respect- dangerously close to that in this society. Respectfully, I think that's a regional issue. Um if that were the case, then other leagues would have made it. Uh, NFL is not, you know, minor league baseball has a, a different scale, so to speak. But the the XFL football is one sport where you've got one level that you can play at, and that's it. Uh, play at rather, and, and that's it. And you can't fool people, and that's what it seems like the XFL and the USFL does. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would argue that. It is seasonal that for me, it doesn't feel right to watch football in the summer or, or whatnot, but yeah, I am a purist and I enjoy the four seasons and the four sports. So I understand what you're saying, but I I do think that is a regionally centric concern where football is paramount because I don't think maybe Rob's the only person in Tennessee that likes college basketball as much or more than college football. More, yes, Rob, maybe it. Exactly. Robbie, is there a way that we could get you to stay involved in football year-round? Well, so um, I'm going to piggyback. I'm going to share some of Raj's frustration that he did in the last segment. Um, So on Twitter last night um, during the UT Ole Miss game, some – I wish I could remember his name to give the jackass some credit. Um, he was like, oh, if, if Tennessee loses this game, we should fire Rick Barnes. And instantly everyone was like, are you kidding me? Like, gee, like and, and, and my point of this being is these are a bunch of seasonal fans who are just moving to sports. And it's like you have no idea what you're talking about. And you're a fake Tennessee fan. And all you're doing is making all Tennessee fans look bad. And so, like, I guess it's just this this irritation of just jumping sports to sport and, like, 
Yes, there, there's like I do like the purity of college basketball, and I don't necessarily like. I fear football will take over everything. I'm not saying I want it to because I do. I I love. I've been watching the Vols play from well, like well, one we beat ten, we beat eighth ranked or sixth ranked Arizona a week ago, and now they're wanting to fire Rick Barnes. Like it's just idiotic statements. And Beyond so idiotic. I do like the purity of the seasons, and while I want to keep them, I. But what I say is, my shutdown of baseball, I do fear that it will break up that that kind of <clears throat> sectional things, and so, yeah, no, I want college basketball to be its own. I wish they would push it back to a little bit right after Christmas or January to maybe late April that that window. Um, but yeah, no, I don't want a football takeover. I don't. I I love football. It's my second. It's my favorite overall sport. But college basketball is number one, number one sport, subsection of the sport. And so, no, I want it to keep its place. And I, and I love it. And so I don't want idiots jumping in for no reason. You're right, Rob. And, and that's brilliantly put. But uh, there is a presumption of your analogy based upon being like the same team or school or, you, you, you know what I mean, like Tennessee football versus basketball. But I hate to call you out. I think it's the NyQuil. But the point remains. You're absolutely right. Um, it, it doesn't matter what the sport may be. The same standard is likely held for the fan based upon the highest standard. And of course, fan is short for fanatic. And that's the bottom line. But that's why right. we drink. I Randall wanna, doesn't I like that. I thought that was, I brilliant. don't want to drop the well said. conversation. We, we might as well lead into this. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, and then we'll come back to Tennessee football. We've talked to all about it. I have one question about the United States Football League. I want to ask each one of you. And then you can give me anything you want on it. We'll start with you, Jane. What would the U.S. Football League have to do successfully to hold your attention? Well, after the initial novelty wears off, I'm just wanting to see what it's about. I mean, they'd have to put out a good product, like somewhat comparable to the NFL or college. And I just, I think that takes, you know, years and years to do to build a fan base like that. And I don't, I don't see that coming to fruition. Um <clears throat> You know, and before this whole NLI thing, I thought that, you know, possibly they got a, a niche here where they could be somewhat of a farm league, you know, for transitional guys coming in, trying to build, get better, and then move into the NFL. But, I mean, with college now paying their players, moving, I mean, that, that kind of takes that off the table for me. So, um I don't see it succeeding personally. I just, I think NFL has got such a stronghold on football and that, that aspect. So I don't know. We'll see. Robbie Davis. So, you know, I, I would, I hope it succeeds. My biggest beef with this whole thing is the setup. So they've got teams in New Jersey Michigan, I assume that's Detroit. I don't know. I don't. I didn't look that into it. Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Houston, then Birmingham. The only one of those teams that I think will draw fans is Birmingham. So 
I get the idea of putting it in major markets, but those major markets have huge competition. I like to see something like Boise. Um, you know, I, I like Birmingham, maybe uh, Memphis, um, you know, maybe Oklahoma City, San Antonio, places that don't have major market football teams. Because I'm not, as a, as a consumer, if I'm a, let's say, an Eagles fan, I'm not dropping my three grand for Eagles tickets and then turning around and paying whatever, maybe 700 or whatever it is for tickets for this game or Pittsburgh, Tampa, NOLA, Houston, New Jersey. I, I don't think the ingredient is going into major markets for this. I think you go into, I, I can't remember the one league that kind of started and crumbled, but go into places that are cities. That XFL. Have stadiums. Have stadiums Vince like, McMahon. Chattanooga has Finley Stadium, which isn't a – you don't have to rent the stadium from a university, but there's a 17,000-seat stadium. Maybe yeah. you can get – The revenue is not there, Rob. You know that. Look, but look at look at Dollar General's business model and hit yeah. those markets. Yeah. Well, the, 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 yeah, but you have to grab a fan – grab some – grab some, some excitement and then go for it. So, Robbie, um, and I'll come back to you, Roger, when I ask you the same question. It, well, to all of you, the, one of the most successful leagues that no one ever talks about is the G League. Could you take the NFL, and I think they tried it with the World Football League at one point. Could you, could you do it that way in conjunction with the NFL? No. Roger, no, and- no, so let's go there first. Well, one reason why is there's a physical correlation. Uh, this is a rabbit hole, but there's a reason why the NFL doesn't allow people until they're two years removed from their high school senior year. Mm. Uh, you, you, multiple other reasons why, you know, basketball can be played anywhere at any time. You don't even need a hoop. You don't even need an actual ball. Uh, it doesn't demand the same physicality. Uh, I digress, but I think that's the major reason as to why. And again, the NFL, there's a reason why there's only 16, well, now 17 games versus 162 or 82. Uh, it's a physically imposing, demanding, debilitating, eliminating sport. Nobody else gets CTE and, and shoots themselves in the heart to preserve their brain and other sports. It's a, uh, it's unlike anything else, and you can't duplicate that. Uh, the USFL had a shot, and the reason why was it was 1983, and nobody else had seen that challenge. Yes, the AFL and the NFL merger was different, but at that point, you know, the NFL didn't know Jim Kelly, Reggie White, Steve Young. Um, gosh, who else? I can't even think. Uh, we're going to be these great players. They just – People like Donald Trump, who owned the generals, overpaid players to see if they could make money during the summer and challenge baseball, and they lost. Now, that granted, that was the 80s, and, and the New York teams were very relevant then, especially the 86 Mets. I don't know if that had something to do with it or not, but you just – football is football for a reason, and I hate to say this, but – it's very meathead, but OTSS, man, only the strong survive. And that's with football, and that's with business, and that's with the business of sports, et cetera. So I was alive 
and, and, and well was said. a fan of the USFL. But I'm going to tell you something that they did. That was a horrible mistake, in my opinion. They paid a few players a lot of money. And then the rest of the product was probably substandard. Isn't that what baseball does? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's the same, same process. Yeah. I'm going to be interested in the United States Football League. Everything Dwayne Johnson touches turns to gold, so we'll see. We're definitely going to have, we're definitely going to have a couple of years of spring football. Let's see if anybody can make it stick. So that was a good conversation. Let's move on. I want to talk about something, and I'm going to put a little different spin on it. I have been a season ticket holder at the University of Tennessee since the early 90s. And I went through a, a period of very good football and a very, very, very criticized coach at that time. Then I went through a period of a turnover of coach. Turnover. We went through Lane Kiffin State of Year, Derek Dooley, Butch Jones. I've been thinking about Josh Hopple and the Vols future. I do not know that I know what makes a good football coach at the college level. But I can tell you, for the future of the Tennessee Vol program and Coach Hopple, maybe I'm drinking a Kool-Aid, but something about this feels different than any point in Tennessee football history. Robbie, we'll start with you. Raj, I want your input. I want everybody's input. Why does Josh Heupel feel different than even Philip Fulmer did? So I will admit that I was wrong. Um, I didn't like the hire, <laughs> I, but I am wrong. Um, he took over a team built for defense under Jamie Pruitt which left on horrible uh, terms. And the NCAA is looking in, people are transferring. He came in with almost nothing. The most points scored in Tennessee history in a season, the most touchdowns scored in Tennessee history. Um, But most importantly for Tennessee sports and Tennessee athletics, has ignited a fan base. They sold out the Music City Bowl. It was 80% orange. Don't they um, do that every time they go to the Music City Bowl, which no, is the only I, bowl they go to? No, I've been there where it's not been sold out. I've been there. I've been there many a times. And this I know. That proves my point. Um, you got a top 15 recruiting class. Um, with, but with you lost being, to a team that you were better than. It, all right. Anyway, it's it still worth um, it. And so it, it don't matter. You got. Where, you where got, does this it, matter in my head? My point is know. the it's, same it's hyperbole ex- is expressed exhibition every time game. you guys have a winning. I'll, game. I'll let you talk here in a second. It's an exhibition no, game. I'm gonna stop. And you. top fifteen recruiting class with top three in the conference. So getting mad. You got your QB bad. coming back. You got a lot of key plays. The SEC's not in reach. Maybe next year. But in the next couple of years, SEC is in reach. I am um, very happy with what I've seen thus far. Um, 
yeah, he made a few blunders in the the bowl game, going for it, got cocky. That's okay. Let's get cocky. Again, it's an exhibition game. It doesn't matter. Bowl games don't matter unless you're in the playoffs. I don't care if you – win, lose, doesn't matter. Um, And so, no, I'm very happy. I think uh, I was wrong, and uh, and he – didn't didn't even entertain Oklahoma at least on the outside. So I think he's here to stay, and I'm I'm happy with this. It see, Rog, to your point, it feels it didn't matter. I'm telling you, this fan base is so desperate for something to feel good about. Josh Heupel feels completely different, and it doesn't feel like Butch Jones. It doesn't feel like Derek Dude. It doesn't even feel like Philip Fulmer at his peak. For once, I'll agree with you, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. The reason why is I've heard the same hyperbole for decades. Or this and that, where it went, but brick by brick, blah, blah, blah. Hypel is the only person, again, I've said this many times, the only thing I question about Hypel is how he named Joe Milton the starter over Hendon Hooker, who's who's an NFL prospect, who's a – ridiculously brilliant decision maker and i know people say oh you know you missed a few passes milton did and it would have been a difference no um uh, i think maybe because uh hooker didn't have as much time in the program yeah when you look at the top 10 transfers exactly when you look at the top 10 transfers last year you you, you know most services said like 80 percent were from tennessee and they have like 50 players sometimes. And Hypel, not only won, but he made kids improve. And that's all that matters. Um, he's a real coach. Was he going to go to Oklahoma? I kind of joked around about it. You know, Stoops fired him because Stoops is an idiot. And Oklahoma fans are dumb. And now that Stoops won a bowl game, they're going to brag about it. But I, I just, I'm so annoyed and sick of hyperbole from. No offense, small town fans, even from rational people like the two of you. But for once, it's justified. This guy can flat out coach. And that was a good team. And I was shocked they lost to Purdue because they were a better team. It wasn't about a decision here or there. You know, that's football. I, I really don't know how they lost that game, to be very honest with you. But I mean, this is the first time in my life where I would kind of agree with you guys where optimism is actually justifiable. Brendan, you live in the state. You deal with a lot of Tennessee fans. What, what, what's the feel out there to you like? No, I'm going to have to agree with Raj on this one. So I've heard for years, uh, you know, this is it. You know, we've got a great coach. You know, it's going to happen. We're rebuilding. It's going to happen, you know, and then something I, I'm happens. I'm one Tennessee fan that will say, I've only said that about one other coach, and that was Lane Kiffin, so go ahead. Oh, God. And I still think. Credibility. Yeah. So, credibility. You know. Ahead, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, that being said, I mean, Roger's right. Yeah, he, he did name Melton the starter, but he's also smart enough coach to understand his mistake and made a very big change – you know, mid-season. And he he's one of those coaches that that is just a football guy. He's, he's going to make adjustments. You can see that. 
he made, you know, one of the biggest adjustments in, in the quarterback there. So that speaks volumes to me as far as where he's going to be in the future. And I think the Vols fans actually do have a, a good thing going here. And, you know, I don't know, you know, until Saban's gone or maybe even smart, you know, the SEC being yours, but competitive. It was a very Tennessee fan thing to say. But being being competitive, it. yes, 100%. You're, re- you're relevant again. You're going to be yeah. competitive. Hell yeah. And, you know, it's, it's all about a game here or there, and maybe you do make it to the SEC championship. Well, and in theory, it's not about even about Kirby being there anymore. We're about to break into pause, and it should be Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn, and Vandy. Oh, and then God. once Saban's gone, then it's just beating those three clowns. Yeah, yeah once Saban's gone, I said it, Alabama. all over, bro. Again. Again. Over. Bunch of Again. Hey, just well, be happy with relevance back in the SEC exactly. for Tennessee. Be happy for relevance. <laughs> You guys right, are guys, we're running, shocking we're running me. Late on time. I want to get to the NFL scenarios real fast. Yes, uh, let's do that. The, the NFL is in week 17, and <laughs> there's not a whole lot to play for for this final week of the season. Hey, what about fantasy football? How are you guys doing? Because it's week 17. <laughs> <laughs> the elephant in the room. <laughs> Sorry. Only been in league five years. Finals four of the five? You're in danger uh, of getting muted. Let's stay on subject. No, nah, man. Lenny talking trash is worse than me. I shouldn't talk trash. I'm sorry. But go okay. ahead. I'm right, okay. still gonna win it. So which I haven't done. The AFC aside from Titans, in the AFC. I've got one. The Titans have clinched the playoff first. Randall has zero. zero. Thirty years ago. He's they gonna mute all of us. Thirty nine percent opportunity to clinch the first seed one remaining game the houston texans are they anyway the titans lose to the texans didn't they already lose to them yeah they did but it's hard to beat a team twice um no there's a lot of crazy scenarios out there so you know titans lose chiefs win chiefs jump number one um Bengals could jump to number one with a loss from the titans and the chiefs uh, the Pats could take over the number one spot with losses by the Titans, Chiefs, and Bills, um, which they're kind of sneaking up. Billichek's doing his thing at this point. And then, you know, Chargers lose, they're out. Raiders, if they lose, they can still get in with a loss uh, from the Colts and Steelers. Or if the Steelers lose and the Colts and Chargers tie. Yeah, but let's talk about the percentages of some of this stuff. For the Patriots, ESPN says the Patriots' odd of being the first seed is .001. And they were the one seed like two weeks ago. The Bengals are less than 4%. The Chiefs, 17%. The Titans, 79%. Well, they're a 10.5-point favorite. But it goes away if the Titans... Have you seen the NFL this year? How crazy it is! Like, how often do the not, one seeds actually make it to the Super Bowl? I feel like it's like twenty percent. Um, well, I I think they win. Yeah, it's like number they one seeds. Often, like, dude. Road teams generally, in my opinion, 
I'll check the Google monster, but, but, but the point is, it, is it the presumption that if the Titans get the number one seed, that they're going to be the favorite is entirely false. Now, this being said, I watched Dante Foreman at a uh, Dante at Texas. He's a big back. He does really well. Does he have the same vision or size as Henry? No, but it, it, it all speaks to the Titans offensive line. I think the point remains that, and you guys will disagree with me, freaking Tannehill is not going to win you a championship. And the defense is not as good as it was. Even if Henry comes back, you can't just step back into the role. No matter who you are, I know he's superhuman. If they win the Super Bowl this year, I'll be beyond shocked. Beyond. That's my point. One seed doesn't matter. Home field doesn't it, matter. Hold on. It, it, it does in the Titans situation because it gives an extra week of rest for Henry to come back uh, with a bye week, and then everything comes through Nashville. But Nashville's Vegas minus, meaning that everybody loves to go to Nashville, so they're going to have just as many fans there for whomever they play, presumably. Versus, like, it's not like it's a huge home field advantage. That's what happens. Playoff games are player games with a rad city. Right, Nashville's a rad city. I don't want to admit that, but that's going to happen. No, the bye week absolutely matters because it's one less game you have to win. I mean, yeah. How many wild cards have won the Super Bowl in the last? Yeah, that's that's great. That's that's great, Ross. You got to catch fire. No, no, hold on. If you're drinking and driving, you have to run through eight stop signs. It's better if you have to only run through two. So the less you have to go through, the better odds you have. It's just that's math. A, that's the worst analogy I've ever heard. Oh, well, okay. Well, then maybe you should go run through eight stop signs. No, but I'm serious. Like the less I've you only have run to, through seven. The less you have to, the less chances you have to lose, the better your odds are of winning. That's in theory. Not in theory. In math. Like, it's NFL, dude. Any given true. Sunday. It is in math. How did the Titans lose to the hey, Jets? It's absolutely math. It's any hey, given Sunday. The Raiders last week beat the Colts at Indy. So you just all made that matters point. is who wait, you're wait, ready. Wait, wait, no, you, I didn't. You, you, all it's that matters is Sundays. if you're the ready to any go. given Sundays you have, the better you are. Not no. If you're yes. number one if seed in theory, you'll be overinflated. Then you're gonna lose on the Sundays more than I'm gonna lose. You'll be overinflated. That's but the end of it. How did the Titans lose? How much, how to much the nightclub have you drank tonight? A lot, a lot. Yeah. But the point being is that the NFL is any given Sunday. And I'll tell you what. Just because you, you don't, you just because you show up, play, how play did more the Raiders games? beat the I'll have my team play less games and we'll see who loses more. I got a question. Everybody, hold up. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's bad. AFC, it, it does come. The most dangerous team that no one is talking about comes from the winner of Cincinnati, Indianapolis. True or false? False. Not true. True. I say true. Rob, true. you said false. Um, who's, who's the? I'm sticking. You're still with on the my, Chargers. Oh, yep. get off the Chargers! I'm sticking with my preseason pick. Come on. Hey. They'll beat the Raiders, and they're going to be a wild card and win it all. And again, disprove you, wrong California experience. boys. I mean, what is wrong? With I'm a fucking Raider fan, dude. Excuse <laughs> me. I'm a Raider fan. 
All I right, just, over to the NFC. I, I think the Chargers are a better team. Out of here. I knew I could pull something out of one out of you. Another. <laughs> over in the NFC, the Packers have clinched. The Rams, uh, as long as they beat the 49ers, hold second. Good yep. football but game, though. They could slide all the way to five, though. They could. Tampa plays the Panthers. Dallas at the Eagles, Arizona at the Seahawks, San Francisco again at the Rams. That's 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 the real big and then the Eagles at the Cowboys. So over in the NFC, you've got seven teams and four of those teams are playing this week. Brandon, what's what's the uh, another crazy scenario for the NFC is Arizona. So they can jump from five to number two with the Rams losing and Tampa Bay losing, which, you know, changes the whole outlook of the NFC. Um, Rams could clinch it for sure. Uh, but, yeah, they could potentially slide all the way to five with a loss depending on everyone else. So, it's – again, it's the NFL, and I, I am not – just because someone's a, a double-digit favorite, even in this week, I'm not so sold on certain teams. So, I will be putting somebody from the NFC playoff picture on an upset alert here shortly. So the whole world's already kind of uh, pointed the NFC towards this Bucks-Packers matchup. What are the odds we get a Bucks Packer matchup, Riley? I don't like it. So I think my most dangerous team in the NFC is the Eagles. I think they can force teams almost back to, and it kind of it's almost deja vu to when Vic came in and uh, beat Brett Favre and Lambeau for their first home loss. Like, I see this Packers team – or this Eagles team as being just really hard to defend, and they just – they will pound you. They 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 focus – or they force their game of football on you. Um, as great as Aaron Rodgers is, they're the most dangerous team to me right now. I think the Bucks you never count them out because of Brady, um, but they seem a bit wounded. And New Orleans – and we said this last year, New Orleans said the blueprint, but I just – don't think they have it this year. Um, so if I'm if if I'm if, if I'm not taking the favorite, I'm taking the Eagles. Thanks for stealing my upset alert pick. You guys are because both ridiculously wrong, though. Because I too have because if you look at the Eagles, like win streak, it was against uh, the Broncos, which I think it was at home. Maybe it was at Denver. They beat the oh, – oh, no, sorry. They beat the Jets at New York, Washington, the Giants, Washington again, and uh, I think the Saints with Trevor Simeon. They're well coached and they're a decent team, but, I mean – they don't have a true running game, right? They have a couple change of pace backs and Kenneth Gainwell. They have a quarterback who can move the football, but he's basically Marcus Mariota. 
Like he's not going to make third and 18 and a 25 yard out. I love Jalen Hurts, but I, I just, and the defense is nearly the same. Fletcher Cox is like 10 years older, et cetera. I don't see Philly doing anything. Um, I'm shocked they actually won the, made the playoffs, but look at their wins. Um, so I'm going to give you the Dallas Cowboys wins. Ready? Yep. Washington football team, the New York Giants, the Washington football team, the New Orleans Saints, the Atlanta Falcons, the Minnesota Vikings. That's since the start of November. That group of wins ain't no better than the the Eagles group of wins. They played Tampa Bay good, though. Well, here's my response. Arizona's bombs. This is the NFL. The Raiders have lost to the Giants, to the Bears. Uh, They've beaten the Steelers at Pittsburgh, the Ravens, the Dolphins, all playoff considerations. They lost to the Chargers. Uh, They beat Denver twice. They beat Philly. Uh, There's another loss. Oh, they got crushed by Cincinnati, which was just a better team. Remember, they again, they beat Dallas on Thanksgiving Day. And they lost to the Washington football team. The point it's being is like the, the NFL is a roll of dice. Better. It's about matchups. And you never know. And Philly can't match up with you play. The less games you play, the less yeah. you have to lose. <laughs> I wish the, the Raiders only played more games. We were talking about. No, did you not see the omen on the Eagles? They His own fans tried to kill Hurts, you know. Yeah. They jumped out of the stands on him, so yeah. I don't see the Eagles in it. That one dude right, said that Nelson – Dodge is going to be like, I'll give you the value. Oh, no, no, no. I want to play right. more teams. The Raiders – the Chargers will beat the Raiders. I, I, I'll put a lot on that. We'll make our losses up in volume. Thank yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank God it'll wrap us up for the night. Let's we'll play 65 games. 65 games. We only lost 40 of them. We're Wait. good. That's it? The NyQuil's not even really kicking in yet. So, we have 10 more minutes where we're going to get our who we're going to put on Nutset Alert and our better nuts for the week. We've already established who I'm going to put on Nutset Alert. I like the Eagles at home with their backs against the wall a little bit versus the Dallas Cowboys coming into the very hostile environment in a 50-50 NFL, and also a division where I don't believe anybody's very good. So give me the Eagles on an upset alert. Moneyline beat the Dallas Cowboys. Sincere question, what does Dallas have to play for? Because I'm not sure. Because they already won the division, right? Is it seeding? Yeah, it's seeding. Yeah. And the Eagles are playing for their playoff life. Is it correct, Brandon? No, they're already yes. in, I think. Uh, uh, Eagles are in. That's the one thing I yeah, actually Eagles, know. Eagles are in. Yeah, Eagles yeah. are in. You're right. I think the NFC is set. Isn't the NFC set? No. Well, New Orleans still could get in somehow. New Orleans could get in for sure. Um, I don't see that happening now. But... No, but I, I assumed if New Orleans won and the Eagles lost, that's how New Orleans gets in. But we'll review that. No idea. Um, Rog, who do you have on upset alert? Hmm. You know what's funny is 
The Chargers are three-point favorites at the Raiders for a playoff berth. I am not putting the Chargers on upset alert. I think Sandy or L.A. is just a better team. Um, when it comes to upset alert, I think, you know, a team I'm looking at, even though Arizona has a lot to play for, is I've seen that as a touchdown favorite, and Rashad Penny is just crushing it right now. And Arizona, to me, hasn't demonstrated an ability to stop the run. So I think they have to be very wary of Seattle, especially with a savvy coach who's probably on his way out and a savvy quarterback who may or may not be on his way out. You know, like, if anything, they'd love to punk a team like that. So I'm putting Arizona on seven, seven and a half, six and a half upset alert. And that was my second choice. Robbie? Are we an upset alert, alert and bet your nuts, or just just, nope, upset? just upset alert? If the Bills are sixteen point favorites, I'll put them on that too. That's what I just saw. Um, so upset alert. I'm Way going to do your research. I'm upset Alabama. would be winning. Alabama's <laughs> going to oh. uh, beat Georgia again in the college. Wait, what's ball. the spread? Three and a half. George's favored? Yeah. 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 Get the fuck out. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. So I'll take Alabama money line and I'll be happy with it. I'm going to lay the farm, dude. <laughs> Brenda Jane. I'm going to disagree with Raj. I'm putting the uh, Chargers on upset alert. I know Robbie's riding them in. I hope you're right. I think the Raiders have everything to play for, the adversity they play. They're going to have a lot of passion this game. It's at home. They know they got to win to get in. Um, I think uh, Waller's going to be back out there. He's healthy. Uh, I, man, I just think – I think they pull it off. What, what are they? Three-point dogs? Chargers, Chargers are minus three. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so the Raiders so the are three-point three dogs, three at, home, dogs which, at home. Which – Oh, I love it. Oh, you're picking the right. That's so stupid. I just said upset alert. <laughs> Chargers on upset alert. Can we talk about fantasy football though? Before you... <laughs> no, you're going to get. How yes, you, we're going to have to. We're going to you We're taking that to the Supreme Court. I'm telling you this about <laughs> fantasy football. I made so many terrible decisions this year, but My really, bet, bet your nuts. About, it, it. It's about in season. Nuts, I mean, do we need to say what Criminal did that night? And he has easily the best team, and he deserves to win. Uh, uh, Debo right. Samuel, talk about Joe talk Mixon. About, talk about luck. Like, well, you he know, deserves to win. Oh, he's anyway, lose, though. You know, my bet your nuts is Titans minus ten and a half. They will go down to Houston and get it done. All right, Rod. Shit, I'll take Houston on that, but um, I, I believe I said it. Damn, dude, I don't. I have a a plethora of choices. One is I don't think the Titans are going to win by ten and a half or ten. I don't think the Jets are going to lose by sixteen to Buffalo. But as far as I know, Buffalo. What do they have to play for? I, Randall, could you tell me? I don't know. Change the expert on what they have to play for. I don't think nothing. Buffalo. Um, I was going to say Seattle, but right now I'll take seedings. 
Jets, it's nothing but seeding, yeah. Jets at 16 is my bet you're nuts. All right, Robbie Davis, what's your bet you're nuts? One day, like when that, we get, Raj, one day when we get fancy, we can have people do our own research. It'll pop up on our screen. We'll know what we're talking about. Mm. Um, I just ordered – hey, hey, news. I just ordered a module for our set where I can play live video in our screen. When's our set opening? What's a module? If you know that and I don't, then I really have – The module we're on, StreamYard. Oh. Mm. Module. ordered – the expanded package so we can do video. All right. So we wanted to bring up a play and insert it into the score or into the video feed, you could. Oh, why didn't you say so? So this is, this is reckless gambling and for reckless speculation. Irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) Irrelevant speculation. Erroneous. Speculation. So Cincinnati's about Joe Burrow. Cleveland's without um, Baker Mayfield. Cleveland's and Joe minus, Mixon. Mixon's yeah, not and Mixon. playing Cincinnati. But Cleveland's minus six for – I have no reason why. I don't know who's playing quarterback for them. I don't know who's playing quarterback for Cincinnati. But I will take Cincinnati plus six. And I will bet them now, and I will go big. I'm saying laying 300 on them. Three, Just All call right. it units. Three units. Oh, you're not. Is it inappropriate? I don't know. Three. I'll bet three cases of Mountain Dew. I see Skip Bayless does that. I will take Georgia to hammer Alabama. What do you mean? Minus, and I like Georgia to win the game. The Bulldogs finally get it done and win a national championship. How much can, can I bet you personally based no, upon you that? No, you can't. I will about, second that bet. I'll, I'll, I'll be the insurance on that if Rod can't cover. Yeah, I, I can't. Will, I can't cover insurance $11.37 that's in my checking account. <laughs> Why do you think right. Georgia's going to win? How about Robbie's 1000 to your because 20 and my 50 I hate to your Georgia 20 so bad. That it's just destined for them to win this year. Oh, so logic. I like it. Aren't you a Falcons fan? Like, I don't get this about the South. I am completely (laughs) trying to jinx them, Robbie. You're a Falcons fan, which is the epicenter of Georgia, correct? No, it's not. Atlanta? Georgia Tech's in Atlanta. Oh yeah, wow. I know tons of Georgia Tech fans. Semantics. I've met okay. one in my entire life. Well, hey, the guy. I yeah, with, he did my taxes. Georgia Tech. There you go. I've met way more Falcons fans than uh, Georgia Tech. Yeah. All right, guys. Final hey, words. We, we're going to hey, start with Rod because it's going to take him a while. I'm struggling. Drink some more Nyquil. Or, How fat or, my face is too. I had a shot of a uh, Toradol and um, uh, Depamedrol yesterday on my shoulder, which was so awesome. You only have, have to play boy. sixteen playoff games, <laughs> dude. My life ended in the first round years ago. <laughs> I'm trying to get your final words there. Billy oh, Jackson. sorry. <laughs> sorry, my shoulder. My final words. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Nyquil kicked in. Uh, that those are my final words. The okay. Nyquil kicked in. All right, Brandon Jane. Final words. Uh, final words. Titans will be the number one seed. AFC comes through Nashville. Gonna happen. Robin Davis, your team plays less games than anybody. What's your final words? Um. Well, one, I think we should do, if possible, at least a 20-minute pre-national championship game special. Just kind of give our predictions for the show. Um, Yeah, Raj Raj thinks there's not enough games to to lose. I mean, there's only one game. No, give me 15. He's like, I need volume. I need volume. It's like the SEC. I mean, the SEC (laughs) is the best conference. It feels like it's freaking October. Who cares? Uh, I'm not going to watch it. My my final thoughts are um, good start to 2022 and hopefully figured out. And then, um, yeah, Ohio State uh, screwed me not in basketball. But um, I like the balls screw me every time you tell me to bet them. Yeah. Don't bet USC tonight, by the way. Five and a half at Cal. Cal's been playing really well, even though that they suck. That was almost my upset alert, but I still think they beat Cal. No, I mean, College I think – basketball's become unbettable. They haven't I played in like three months. Yeah, sport. you never know. It's, it's a coin. Just wait till March Madness. That's when you bet all basketball. And if we're lucky, we may do a road show from Vegas. That would be perfect. Hey. The Vegas Waffle House or – Randall. I mean, we have to visit Randall, don't we? Flip side is uh, Benny is fighting. Benny's fighting, I believe, (laughs) February 26th. And my boy was like, he rarely drinks anymore because he's like a doctor. And he's like, if I have an extra ticket, will you come out to Vegas to see Benny fight? I'm like, absolutely. uh, Exactly. I don't even like MMA that much, but I'm like, that would be awesome. All right. Point is, is that MMA is better than the USFL. That is true. You know, I got nothing. <laughs> they don't have enough games to lose. They don't have enough fights to lose. God bless. But they need yes. they need more fights. They can, they can <laughs> we'll see you next week. Less. That's the problem with MMA. <laughs> I need to take NyQuil more often. This is way better now, Carl. 